0: Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. What does a new year signify to you? To me, it represents a do-over in a way. It represents a time of freshness, it represents the idea that maybe it's uh, time to begin a new chapter. It's the time to to take stock of what's working in our lives and what's not working in our lives. And I know that uh, in many traditions, they have this idea of New Year's resolutions, but there's a warning there, right? Oftentimes, New Year's resolutions are put aside just about as soon as they're made. In fact, they did a study a few years ago. Uh, They kept track of people who on purpose made New Year's resolutions and did some follow-up, and it was right around 7% of the people were successful at keeping their New Year's resolutions. Well, I want to facilitate us making some changes moving forward in 2019 i i want to know the best for each one of us in terms of how we want our lives to be improved made better and changed but i also want us to be successful at it and i think that leads me into the joke so on new year's eve roger was in no shape to drive he sensibly left his car in the parking lot and began to walk As he was wobbling along, he was stopped by a nice policeman. "'Are you okay, sir?' asked the policeman. "'Well, a little under the weather,' Roger admitted. Well, the policeman could smell liquor on his breath and asked another question. "'What on earth are you doing out here at four o'clock in the morning?' "'Well, I'm on my way to a lecture,' answered Roger. "'But but I may be lost. "'And who on earth is going to present a lecture at this time on New Year's Eve?' asked the policeman.' Well, if you give me a ride home, I think we'll find out. You know, I'm not here to lecture you on what ought to be different in your lives in 2019. It's not for me to understand what you'd like to see different, what you'd like to get rid of, how you'd like your lives to change. But I do have some tips for you. We're gonna do a golden ball ceremony we're going to, where we're going to anchor your intentions for this coming year in a, in a bit of a ritual and a bit of an honoring to really settle that forth uh, into God's uh, awareness, if you will, but before we get there, I just want to share a few tips. First of all, you'll remember this last month, we were using the book Declutter Your Mind, and there were two important tips. One is go with your values. We did that values study, and I will tell you, if your New Year's resolutions or intentions are in line with your values, you are in good shape. And if they're not, you're not so one of the troubles with good news resolutions is they think that we would like to do. We think they're things or ways of being that would be good for us, but they don't necessarily match in with our values. We think it would be nice if we exercised every day. We think it would be swell uh, if we got a job that paid more. But believe me, if those are not part of your core values, it will be very hard to sail into that level of newness in the year. So first of all, make sure that the things that you value the most on the planet are part of your New Year's resolution. And in fact, it may not even be that you're switching gears in 2019. Maybe it's about putting more emphasis on the things that are important to you, which leads into the second thing that we learned in the book, Declutter Your Mind, which is you have to make room for newness. Our lives have a a solidity, a same old, same oldness to them. And unless we free up some time, unless we free up some resources, unless we free up some of our, our mental oomph and gumption, we are not probably able to fit in newness. Our schedules are full, our budgets are made, right? And so how do I fit in something brand new when everything in my life is last year and the year before that and the year before that. So two key things from that book that we read, Declutter Your Mind. First of all, go with your values and make sure that there's room for the newness you want to experience. The other book that I want to call into reflection here for just a moment was our mini habits book because that's the other trouble with most New Year's resolutions. We like supersize them. It's like we went to McDonald's and said supersize me, right? I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to finish my college degree. Our intentions are... Huge and that is the number one reason that people say that we fail at our intentions and our new year's resolutions Is because on a psychological side we simply know that they're too big And even when they're not too big, it just seems overwhelming. Where do I even start? So the mini habits book reminded us to start ridiculously small If you want to lose 50 pounds, start by exercising for five minutes a day. But religiously, every single day, all of us can find five minutes in our day to exercise, five minutes in our day to maybe learn a second language. The things that we want to do with our lives, if we start out small, it has a chance at actually becoming a habit. Many of you know that when we were using that book, I built into my life five minutes of practicing the guitar every day as part of uh, enriching my life, learning how to play the guitar. And some folks came up to me later and said, five minutes? You'll never get anywhere. Oh my gosh, people need to practice hours and hours. But see, the thing is, seldom do I just practice five minutes. But I always practice at least five minutes. Do you see the difference? It's like by the time I've got the guitar out and tuned it and gone through one song, five minutes are up. That is my habit, and it's a great habit. But seldom do I actually end there. Now, some days are busy, and five minutes is five minutes, and I'm out the door. But other days, an hour goes by, right? So that's how many habits work into our lives. We start really small, but we're super dedicated. Now for uh, someone who wants to lose like 50 pounds, that's not a reasonable goal, but a reasonable goal would be at every meal, I will simply write down what I ate, right? You're gonna spend like two minutes with a little notebook, just to write down what you ate that day. That's all you're promising yourself. That's the only new habit you're going to get. But once that becomes a true habit, you'll discover that your interest level and your set of values are such that you'll bring it up a notch. Maybe you'll begin introducing more fruits and vegetables instead of uh, processed foods or something. So the idea is start almost infinitesimally small and you will make progress because it becomes a habit. Well, now I'm making assumptions here that maybe one or more of us have a few bad habits. But, but just as you know, it's super easy to maintain some of our old habits. Once this newness becomes a habit, even if it's a tiny habit, you can easily build on it. Where when you make a giant change, you're really setting yourself up probably for defeat later on. The other thing I want to do, a a reading. This is one of my favorite readings of all time. It's from Howard Thurman, The Moments of High Resolve. And the reason I read it is he really gives us, I think, some outstanding advice for making intentional changes in our lives. Here's what he says. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Despite the dullness and barrenness of the days that pass, if I search with due diligence, I can always find a deposit left by a former radiance. I'd simply forgotten. At the time, it was full-orbed, it was glorious, it was resplendent, and I was sure that I would never forget. In the moment of its fullness, I was sure that it would illuminate my path for the rest of the journey. I had forgotten how easy it is to simply forget. There was no attempt to betray what seemed so sure at the time. My response was whole. It was clean and authentic. But little by little, there crept into my life the dust and the grit of the journey. Details, lower level demands, all all kinds of cross currents, nothing momentous. Nothing overwhelming, nothing flagrant, just wear and tear. If there had been a direct challenge, a clear-cut issue, I would have fought it to the end. In the quietness of this place, and surrounded by all the pervading presence of God, my heart now whispers, keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve, that in fair weather or in foul, in good times or in tempests, in the days when the darkness and the foe are nameless or familiar, that I may not forget that to which I commit myself. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve." And so today I'm asking you to make a high resolve, and I'd like you to follow a few of his suggestions. First of all, the idea of forgetting. It is so easy in our busy lives to simply forget the newness that you're dedicating yourselves to. So what is your plan for that? I try to do it by building it onto something that I already do every day. And so when I embarked upon my uh, five minutes of guitar practice, I just tacked it on to the end of me making coffee in the morning, because pretty much every single morning, I make coffee. So every time I make coffee, I'm reminded it's time to practice the guitar a bit. That's an easy one for me. But all of us need some way of reminding ourselves what's important. It might be writing on the mirror where you brush your teeth every morning. It might be building it into your spiritual practice an affirmation of truth for yourself. But what I do know is you will forget unless you have a plan for not forgetting. The other thing that Howard Thurman talks about is the dust and grit. Little by little, there crept into my life, the dust and grit of the journey, and who would have ever imagined that the dust and the grit would be the people I love the most? When you set out to make a change in yourself, the people gathered around you will resist that change. They like you the way you are, faults and all, and that's why we love them right back because they like us faults and all. But then when we start working on those faults, when we decide, well, I'm gonna go back to school and finish my degree, when we decide I'm gonna cook completely different and only cook healthy food from now on, when we make a stand, suddenly those around us who love us the most are like, well, wait a minute, I don't want to eat like that. (laughs) The rest of us that we love are like, what do you mean you're going to go back to school? What do you mean Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday nights you won't be at home anymore? That's our time. And so my suggestion here, of course, is with love, with compassion, We have to take on those issues. We have to be willing to bring the broom to that dust and grime and purposefully make sure that the people around us understand this commitment to newness in our own lives. And whether they're okay with it or not, we have to be there for ourselves. We cannot necessarily expect that that dust and grit will not creep into things. Again, having a plan for it, very useful. And last but not least, the other thing he talks about is remembering that to which my life is committed. Are you actually making a commitment or are you just stating something that would be kind of swell? Aren't there just a a dozen or more things that if our lives went a certain way would just be so ever swell? I can think of a list in my head right now, (laughs) right? Can't you just... Involving your finances, involving your living situation, involving how you are at work, involving some of the things maybe you've put on the back burner for years and years, learning a second language, learning to play a musical instrument, uh, spending more time with your grandkids, and the list could just go on and on. And all of those are wishful hopefuls. And here, I'm asking you today to actually make a commitment. This means you're all in If you want your New Year's resolution to come to fruition, you need to be all in. And I think one way of doing that is not having the list of 12 nice-to-haves, but narrowing it down to something of high value for you and focusing on the one thing. Focusing on that, if which it were different, would make all the difference in your life. So we're going to talk about this ritual. But before we get there, I'd like you to close your eyes for a moment and see if there's something that your spirit wishes to highlight in 2019. What is it that might make all the difference? Is it a new way of being? Is it a different kind of relationship? Is it an improvement in your finances or your working conditions? Go through that mental list that maybe you've had, but focus in on the one thing that would make all the difference. The one thing that you're willing to truly make a commitment to. And then I ask you, what's standing in the way of it? This is probably not actually a brand new thing. This probably isn't something that today is the first day you ever thought of it. And so my guess is there's been something that's preventing it from already being in your life we're also going to ask you to give up that thing today that thing that's blocking you that thing that has diminished you whether it's a lack of self-esteem whether it's believing that the universe won't provide whether it's believing that you don't deserve what it is you desire i'm also going to be asking you to give that up Okay, you can open your eyes now. While we're doing the offering, I'd like you to begin writing on the slips of paper that's in your program. So you have a a white piece of paper and you have a yellow piece of paper. On the white piece of paper, I would like you to write what is necessary for you to give up in order to make room for this newness. It could be something that's blocked you, like issues of control or issues of judgment could be something that's hampering you, something that's dragging you down. That goes on the white piece of paper. And then on the gold piece of paper, I would invite you to write that one thing that would make all the difference. It might be a change in you, it might be a change in your circumstances, but the one thing that would make all the difference. So let me explain our ritual. First of all, we have a spot for you to uh, leave your white pieces of paper, that which uh, no longer serves you, that which is blocking you. Uh, Feel free to drop those off in the little box that says, leave your troubles here. And step forward to our hand washing station. So ritually we are going to be cleansing you of, of really anything that stands in your way. And then uh, once that is complete, step forward, you can put your intentions in our golden bowl. Uh, Our golden bowl resides in our practitioner room upstairs. And whenever we have uh, uh, meetings up there, uh, we always do an extra blessing. So really throughout the year, your intentions are prayed over. And then there will be three of us here at the head of the sanctuary to anchor in and uh, bless your new intention.